Hafadeh, welcome back to Boca Talks, the podcast where we talk about health, nutrition, everything that's going on in Guam. Uh, we like to use a lot of uh, different lifestyles to kind of convey uh, how you as a person can become healthier, eat healthier, live a lifestyle where you're trying different diets and what that's doing to, uh, to different people and how that can affect you. Uh, we are a podcast on the KOEM Podcast Network. So if you haven't done so, uh, follow us. Uh, we are on a couple of different platforms. We are on iTunes, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and one more that I don't know of. <laughs> so uh, today, I have a couple special guests with me. Um, long time, long time friends. Uh, I actually used to sit right next to them every single day. Uh, they're... Um, okay, I'll have them introduce themselves, but they are from the Guam Department of Education uh, Child Nutrition Program, right? Yes. So uh, just introduce say yourself. who you are. Uh, my name is uh, Matt Sablon. My name is Deandra Chargaloff. Uh, Hi, my name is Charlene Haddad. Charlene Haddad? Haddad, yeah. Haddad. Where are you from? From Guam. <laughs> 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 we got D. D's, uh, D's from down south. She's a southern chick. In a lawhan. girl here. <laughs> North. And then we got Matt. This is from everywhere. S- central. <laughs> central. How you guys been, man? Busy. Yeah. Extremely busy. I, I thought you guys worked for the government. Oh, well, you that's, know. That's the part of the government that works hard, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We work very hard. Yeah. That's good. We always work hard in the government. Always. Um, but you guys, uh, so so before we get into the to everything that that CNP and child nutrition is doing, what what have you guys been up to? It's twenty twenty. You're talking about what, like with with our program. Yeah, no, just with, with you guys. Oh, well, I think with the you know it's January, right? So resolution. No, it's February. Like I don't oh yeah, no, it's, no, it's January. Yeah, well, it's practically February. <laughs> yeah, trying out some new things with diets and stuff like that. No right? pretty, way. Really. What are you doing? Um, trying out plant based actually. Oh, yeah. you watch Game Changers, right? I did. Oh yeah. my god! You know we're gonna get into this. I know. No, that's for another podcast. <laughs> Not now. Don't attack me here. Yeah. Not attacking. Yeah. I just yeah. want to understand why. No, just 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 try it out. And it's like week four now. So week four is it working four? for you? Yeah, I definitely. I think with any sort of change in diet, right? You're mm-hmm. gonna feel some changes. Do you like attribute it to? Because you're not eating meat, or do you attribute it to no, you I changed your eating habits? Changed eating habits for sure, and just like cleaner, whole you know, whole foods, things like that. Yeah. You know, so I don't really attribute. I don't think it's necessarily because of the meat thing. I think it's just taking that time to actually prepare things. You know, and um, four weeks in, how do you how do you feel? Lighter, like <laughs> I mean, so you no, lost no, no. some weight. No, th- and this is the thing. Like, I'm not actually getting on the scale and like weighing myself every single Which week. You but it's be just doing. like, yeah. But it's more like just like, oh, my clothes feel a little bit different, or you know, just the when you put on your jeans, right? So it's like, oh, okay, that's that feels good. Lo- a little bit loose. But I don't think my intent wasn't, you know, going into it wasn't to lose weight. It was just to feel better, be healthier. Yeah, be healthier. That's good. So yeah. We had a bunch of people that uh, once game, and I, I watched Game Changers when it came out, right? mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, okay, okay, I, I get I the point. You. I see, yeah. I see, but I didn't agree with it, right? Yeah, yeah. And but then, like that next week, holy moly, 
tons of people started coming into Boca Box yeah. and messaging me like, hey, can what you do plant-based meals? I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, yes, we do, but did you watch Game Changers? And yeah. then, you know, then striking up the conversation of, why are really, you doing it, it? Yeah. what's the purpose exactly yeah. like i don't want i don't want people to to just do it because oh it's uh it's on tv or even like yeah. keto right because i'm doing keto yeah uh or paleo i don't mm -hmm. want people to do it just because oh it's a new thing i want them to really understand like why why they're doing yeah it. i and i felt the same changes too when we were you know when we were doing paleo right so feel a lot better lighter you know things like that but yeah. I think it's just for me it's like taking the time to actually think about my meals mm -hmm. prepare them you know not going out all the time to eat yeah. controlling what goes into my food you know so yeah i think i attribute it more I to posted, that i posted yeah. something the other day it's like you don't you don't have control over everything in life but you have control over what you eat exactly right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you've been exercising more no, and that's the thing that um, I feel for, for me, I need to work on more. So I knew I wasn't getting any exercise in as mm -hmm. much as I wanted to. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to go, you know, if, I, if I'm lacking in one, then I better go hard with another, right? Like we yeah. talked about before. And so, yeah, that's why I wanted to kind of change things up and, that's and cool. see, you know. I, 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 thought, I, I thought I saw you and, and Dan last night. I was at Payless and yeah. I just parked and I saw this guy and girl walk in Payless. I was like, oh. Oh crap! No. Got out of my car, like chased who I thought was you. I chased him down. Yeah. Uh, turned the. I was like looking past the aisles, like is that them? Is that them? Like, and then once I finally saw them, it was from the back, and I walked into the aisle, and they like turned, and I was like, oh shit, that's not them. <laughs> I was like fuck, and this chick was like had tattoos, yeah, and no. you know, but the guy had like shorts, <laughs> nice shoes, and a hat. It's like Dan Staple, fucking uh, Dan's uh, wardrobe, but yeah. Yeah. No, I was excited, and then I was like, "Oh, never mind." Char, <laughs> um, how about you? What you been up to? Um, you've been working out, girl. Yeah, I've been Shoot. going to the gym a lot, actually. Since the last time I saw you, you've lost weight. Yes, and I've gotten a lot of comments actually. Yeah, you lost weight. Yeah, I mostly do the fasting, intermittent fasting. You're fasting? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, and then I don't. What is Game Changers? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, what is Game Changers? It's, it's on Netflix, it's a, girl. Yeah, uh, I have it's Hulu. a documentary. <laughs> documentary, yeah. documentary on plant-based 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 versus uh eating meat okay. so they're very anti-meat very pro-vegan vegetarian yeah. and I see. yeah okay yeah they my, my my main gripe is like they use all these top athletes made it to the olympics at yeah. the top of their sport oh. and they're like oh yeah we're we're vegan now so, like but, endorse the whole yeah. thing yeah but okay what did you eat leading up to becoming mm -hmm. a top athlete because yeah. they're vegan now but yeah. were they before you know yeah. that's that's very true it's only on netflix and then yeah. and then like i was like okay this is pretty cool and then arnold schwarzenegger came on i was like oh my god this is bs <laughs> like, look at the source for real I was like oh my god yeah. anyways but you look good thank you matt how about you uh well um i did not watch game changers uh, <laughs> but he's but. pretty <laughs> very pretty he didn't he woke know, up like, like that. i'm always gonna say every time we introduce matt He's Guam's first model. Oh my god! He got uh, contracted to go to bench in the Philippines, and hey, you got your story straight. You know, like nice. we thought, we thought like the man bun like went out, but this guy's bringing it back Bring because it back. he says, "Yeah, 
I'm like that. I'm too, <laughs> I have to be different, you know. Trend. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I'm I'm too busy watching other things on Netflix. No, just <laughs> uh, no. But I did hear Game Changers is really good, so I'd probably give that a try. Uh, no, but you you and you and Sam are doing something, right? Yes, actually. Uh, so you know, it's New Year's, right? So you try try to live healthier. Uh, so we're trying out. Uh, actually, it's a seafood pescatarian. Dude, okay, yeah. I'm gonna go down this rabbit hole. Okay? I don't know if you guys heard, but Sam Sam ordered um, a meal for me the other day, yeah. and um, when she got it, she's like, "Oh man, this has a uh, this has chicken." I was like, "Yeah, you ordered pescatarian," and my whole life, my whole life growing up, you know, taking classes at UOG, getting into mm. diets, getting into food, I 100% thought pescatarian was meat that was feathers and fins mm. what do you guys what, what's your definition of pescatarian? Well, there's, there's so much like stuff out there and like you google anything and and you're gonna find stuff that you know on this yeah. page it says this but on another page yeah. it says this right so people it's the same thing like we could argue quinoa right like yeah. for, for like so long but i think it just it just depends on yeah what actually source you know of when, information. It, when it comes down to yeah. uh different types of vegetarian diets yeah like if you want to be really specific yeah. uh i'm not truly pescatarian uh doing pescatarian. i'm also doing your catholic pesca. Too, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, pesca. Uh, so I eat f- seafood. Uh, lacto. Yeah. Lacto, yeah. So doing, you know, eggs, ch- uh, sorry, no, dairy. Uh, dairy. Dairy. Yeah. And ovo. Yeah, which is Which eggs. is eggs. Yeah. So I'm really doing a pesca, lacto, ovo, vegetarian type of diet. <laughs> what? He's so, so that's why I could see how you could get confused on the whole. There's different types of vegetarian diets. And, you know, like one could easily throw in, oh, you could also eat chicken yeah. yeah you know because yeah. like our customers would come in and be like hey i don't i don't want to eat red meat i'm like okay that's totally fine red meat and pork and they're like yeah can you just uh can you make a pescatarian meal plan for me i'm like yeah no problem made it put it out for a year we have a bunch of people on our pescatarian meal plan and not one person has ever told me hey pescatarian's just fish i was like what <laughs> and then my whole life i was yeah. like i grew up thinking because pes- i was i was doing yeah. what i thought was pescatarian for like two years right just eating chicken and fish and i liked it and it's Jesse's dude it blew my mind when matt's wife was like pescatarian's only fish I was like oh and seafood i was like no and then we went on this whole I've debate and i was like I, I, that's what i felt like it was like this is some like um Nelson Mandela, the Mandela effect stuff. This is, yeah. Who changed the game on me? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. And then we started talking about eggs. Don't. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But um, how's, your, how's your eating habits been? Uh, it's going good. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a change. So getting used to it, trying to figure out the meal, the meal, uh, you know, meal prepping, um, you know, trying to see how it works well, well with our budget and all that stuff. And... As far as the changes, I just feel, uh, you know, of course we want it to sexy, you know, engage in it because it's healthier. (laughs) But I I do feel healthier. I don't, I don't get those like afternoon like, um, you know, delights. uh, Tired. I don't get afternoon. Um, You know, energy levels, you know, sustained. But, um, but also I noticed that I don't get, you know, as much uh, heartburn or acid reflux as if I used to. Like I, I was trying to figure out what was triggering my, you know, that those type of symptoms. And then I wasn't, I wasn't too sure, you know, so I guess eliminating the red meat or limiting the red meat, I think really played a big part. Really? Yeah. I, I think right now, right now I'm kind of going through experimental. So, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, I mean, we are planning on going into another type of diet, 
Yeah. Which is, uh, so in February, we're going to try doing um, uh, paleo. So you're going to reintroduce red meat back into but the But limited, diet. very yeah. limited. And see also if, if maybe, uh, you know, not doing processed foods. So that I mean, that's more of the yeah. paleo, right? Non-processed mm-hmm. or limited processed. Uh, if, if that would also uh, decrease the symptoms of acid reflux or, or, or heartburn and stuff like that. And then, Makes but sense. as far as the weight loss, uh, there's, you know, weight loss has been very minimal. Uh, it's more for the, the health benefits, you know, cardiovascular benefits. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I, I, man, I've been doing a bunch of stuff for the past few months. I've been doing mainly keto, right? Experimenting more with keto, taking blood tests, taking, uh, checking my ketone levels and so forth. And, um, been dropping some weight after the, after the pregnancy, but everything's pretty good on my end. Right. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on board was, um, one, I miss you guys. It's kind of, it's kind of sad that we have to like plan work to kind of hang out for an hour. But, um, uh, what's, I wanted to know what's going on with CNP. You know, we, we get into, uh, diets because it's the new year and we focus a lot on ourselves and, you know, the adult aspect of, Hey, I need to change my eating habits for this. need to need to do this, need to lose some weight. But we tend to forget that even for me tend to forget that. I don't forget that I have kids, but we tend to, to leave the kids in the, in the back, just be like, oh, I just eat whatever, you know? Um, I was listening to a podcast earlier today about how this one family, they changed, the mom and dad changed their eating habits uh, for themselves, but also was like, if we're gonna change our eating habits, we're gonna also change it for our kids because the kids are no different than us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the way we're eating should be the same way the kids are eating. and. If we changed our eating habits and we feel better, imagine what it's going to do for our kids. So, like La and I will, will go and we'll, we'll order food, or you know, like right now, La's on the meal plans. I'm on the meal plans as much as I can if there's food for me. But uh, we feel good. But then when it comes to our kids, and we're like, okay, what do you guys want to eat? And like they they want to order like Logan will order like a burger or. Mm-hmm. You know whatever kid foods are there, and Lola Lola likes veggies, so she she'll order like a salad or whatever. But just thinking about it, it's like kids don't need to eat very different from us, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all at a stage where we're trying to figure out how to eat for us. But there's also things out there that kind of tell us how kids should be eating, and that's where CNP comes in, yeah. right? And like, so what's the approach to child nutrition? What kind of What's the format or what's the baseline for how kids should be eating now? <laughs> well, um, so the child nutrition programs, uh, the, the meal pattern is actually based out of the USDA dietary guidelines for Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the newest one is the 2015 uh, edition. That's being updated this, this year, right? This year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every five years, yeah, they're going through an adi- uh, revision. And there is some changes that might affect also the meal pattern. And those yeah. are, you know, it They're has to go- keto meal plans for kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know what those, those changes are just yet, but um, that, you know, it's, it's, we, we could foresee it's gonna be, there's gonna be some changes. Yeah, yeah and I think we have to keep in mind that um, th- this is a new administration, you know? Oh, yeah. So when the Obama administration came in, they made, you know this, you knew you were with us. They were super then. supportive yeah. of nutrition. There was a lot of um, reforms, right, mm-hmm. to the meal pattern. And, and I, so, I, I liked it. Yeah. You know, I really, really liked definitely, it. Definitely. There were a lot of strides, you know, to make yeah. things happen, uh, changing, you know, the meal mm-hmm. pattern. Um, and now with the Trump administration, you know, they're 
we just found out, um, I think, what, the other day, there's going to be a little bit more flexibilities, you know, moving forward. And they're scaling so, back, right? They're scaling back a little I bit. I think I read that. Yeah, and a lot of what they're trying to take a look at now is um, food waste, you know, and, and trying to minimize that. Um, there's some upcoming grants that we're thinking of applying for that actually target that. Um, so... Those are things coming on the pipeline that we have to, you know, as a team, you know, sit down and look at how we're going to. It looks like the focus is a little bit more on food waste and, and trying to get kids to, to eat more and less in the garbage. I, I think that's always been, you know, a focus, but um, more so now there's going to be funding to back this up. So but but does, that, does that necessarily mean that the food waste is due to the mill pattern i i think there's a lot of factors you know it could be the the menus it could be just um i don't know i'm trying to think of other things that i think it all stems from the menu you know like quality quality of food food, and what the kids are what they want to eat and listening to the customer yeah Yeah, exactly ultimately right like if they don't want you guys have the most sat -sat customers ever big time (laughs) right And you you're guys, never going to satisfy 100% of the kids, but you have to put something out there, right? That what's the full age range that you guys deal with? Um, well, school age. School age, school age. Yeah. yeah. School age, so that's uh, oh, from Head Start, head start, head start pre-K. pre-K. So you're looking at three three years? As early as three to four, four years, years um, yeah. all the way up to 18? 17, 18. Yeah. yeah. And, and even men. further, depending, could be like 21 as well, depending yeah. on, yeah. And so you, you're, the whole premise of the child nutrition program is to, to find creative ways to get these kids to eat. Yes. Right? Because, because it's, you guys want to keep them healthy? Or is yeah. it just to feed them? Oh, no. It's definitely to, you want to provide nutritious meals you yeah. know, that are appealing. And that's, I think that's the challenge there is mm-hmm. how do you make something appealing and nutritious at the same time you mm-hmm. know, that, that, that's acceptable to these kids, you know, but also not breaking the bank. So that's yeah. that's the toughest challenge there is trying to stay within budget because you can put out a really good menu, but is it actually, you know, yeah. budget-wise, is it feasible? Oh. Can't have you shrimp know? or lobster. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, and I think are, um, you know the child nutrition programs. The focus has been evolving over the decades. Like in the forties, fifties, sixties, it was more of malnourish. Make sure you just feed the kids, feed the mm-hmm. kids whatever. Uh, no nutrition standards whatsoever, just making sure that they have a grain, protein, f- you know, vegetable, fruit, or whatever. Uh, 80s, 90s, 2000s, uh, you know, now it's, it, especially 2010, yeah. ever since the Obama administration, it became more healthier. Yeah. Uh, so, but now, now that it's evolving to, now they're looking at the food waste and how we can make improvements uh, moving forward as far as increasing. Uh, consumption to make sure that the customers are also happy at the same time that they're because it's not nutrition unless it's eaten yeah because you could provide this great menu very very healthy but if you're not the kids aren't going to eat it they're not going to get the nutrition benefits yeah Yeah. i remember when i was at uh maybe one of the last two years i was at doe it was you and i matt that were looking at food waste and we what were we doing that for? oh it was for um a study cost study right and we a plate waste study so we wanted to know how how much food the kids were actually eating based on the menus that we were that were being provided to the schools and and in different different schools right so we had to stand at the end of every cafeteria line right and and also at the right right before they uh dump the the in the trash dump it in the trash 
pretty much yeah. to see how much is that, how much they ate too. Yeah. What they selected and also how much they ate. Yeah. yeah. So with this place, plate, place weight, plate, plate waste, waste plate study, waste. like, are you guys looking at that same thing? Well, uh, actually, we're going to try. We're planning on revisiting that. Uh, that mm. That's a very. It's, we've noticed that that's becoming a a very popular project across the nation, as far as trying to address the the food waste. Um, so that's only one 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 way we could figure out uh, and capture data and how we can improve the menu. Yeah. And that will yeah. be the upcoming, I think, Team Nutrition Grant, right? Well, so you know, that's one of the focuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, we could. Still in the, we're still brainstorming as far as what activities to do because there's a, another grant that's out there as, as far as the focus is to um, kind of menu development and how mm -hmm. we could create a, a menu that's more appealing mm -hmm. and uh, culturally relevant mm -hmm. to the students on Guam. That's cool. Yeah, but you know, of course, it is a grant. Not for sure we're gonna get it, so we're looking at. We're very hopeful that we uh, do get it. That's one of the things I, I I love doing at, at uh, when I was at DOE, and now that I'm at at Boca Boxes, uh, I like creating menus. I like changing the menu every like my menu changes every two to three months just to keep the customers happy to keep them coming back. But you know to let them understand that food is it shouldn't be boring. You know you shouldn't be eating the same thing all the yeah. time. I mean you can. But then... But then the kids get tired of it. Yeah, I, I get yeah. tired of it. And yeah. plate waste. Yeah. Exactly, plate waste. Ah, I, ah, I see where this is going. See that? Ah, okay, that's good. Let me know if you guys need help. Um, uh, so, you guys, besides besides just DOE, right? And Char is a local side yes. of DOE? Yeah, so Char is from the, the local house side of the house and we are from the state side of the house so you guys the the state department you guys cover more than just doe right what other um dodea dodea schools so mm -hmm. our military schools um our dya which is a in our eyes a residential child care institution and then also some of the child care centers navy and in navy and anderson you guys do yeah. daycare centers as well Right now, yeah. Uh, well, only for military. So Anderson and Navy. Yeah. I, I've had a bunch of uh, daycare centers kind of like, because I, I do meals for daycare centers as well, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the parents who don't have time to make their kids meals, um, they'll come to us and we'll deliver meals to, to a few daycares. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've always been wondering how they can get involved. So I'll send them your, your contacts later to see sure. how yeah. they can be part of the child nutrition program. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so with everything that you guys must have your hands full then with trying to write grants and implement things within the public school area, right? What, what new things do you guys have coming up for 2020? Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so I, since 2014, 2013, there's this uh, nationwide initiative called the Farm to School Initiative. And actually, when you were yeah, when you were still working at DOE, that's when we, you know, it was actually being introduced. I remember we tried to right. apply for that. That grant. was like one of the first years that the grant program was available. Yeah. Right. So, uh, just recently, actually, we, we got awarded a grant. Actually, about two years ago. So we're on our final months of it, and uh, we're hoping to. We have, we applied for another one, um, and so the 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 main thing about farm to school uh, pretty much is it involves uh, like three different types of uh, populations or settings. Uh, it involves the classrooms, so involving the teachers and the students, mm -hmm. uh, providing education. Um, cafeterias, 
So they have the cafeterias, we're working with the food service staff or the cafeterias is providing local foods for the students. And then also the community, engaging community partners and helping us how, you know, as far as the education in the classroom goes or whether it's uh, trying to source from our local farmers um, and, and maybe even our, uh, anyone else in the community to help us uh, increase access to and and serving local foods in the menus. So, do you guys have you guys have been working with the farmers um, recently? Yes, actually, there's uh, there, so I uh, like to maybe yeah, Shark could kind a, of yeah. yeah so want to talk about that project? We're working on a yeah. farm to cafeteria project. Um, it's an initiative. We're working closely with Gita um, Farm to Table, uh, the nonprofit and uh, farmers co-op so currently we are awaiting for the crop to be finished for farm to table mm-hmm. to do a taste test with this with ibogs and some students um to see what would they I-bog? prefer ibogs island board of governing students ibogs not ibot but ibogs so yeah so the, their role is also pretty much to you know like how, how do we know if the customer is happy mm-hmm. doing surveys, right, or getting some feedback from them? So we actually, you know, wanted to tap into them as a resource for gaining information. And so that, they're like the student governing the, body? Yeah, like a student yes. governing, yes. yeah. Oh. Exactly. Island-wide. So they're representing Each the goal. students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that's our way of, you know, getting a sample, even though it's a very small sample, of, of representation from the students of how they feel about the menus. Yeah. So we've done actually some taste tests and... Yes, we have with Farmers Co-op. We did some um, fr- fresh fruits uh, where it's like a smoothie and like, over the summer, right? And then we also... You guys going to put smoothies in the schools? Uh, that, no, not yet. <laughs> I, I know we tried to do that, we, but it yeah, wasn't like... Yeah, but it was pretty difficult. Yeah, because the resources it. and the feasibility of it yeah. at the cafeteria sites. But we did do um, different types of taste tests, um, different types of food, um, like... For one of the GD-operated schools, we hope to introduce a garlic pizza, garlic bread pizza, which will be rolling out hopefully in March. For like the a full-on, like you guys make the dough and everything? No, kinda? no, no. I'm sorry. It was it's a NAS purchase product, but it, the kids loved it when we did a taste test. But we did do... Um, so not just fresh fruits and vegetables, but yes, also but different, different products. Yeah, different types of products that we uh, introduce to the students. Mm-hmm. What kind of f- fresh fruits and vegetables did the farmers come up with? Like what, what were you guys using? Um, for it was what was it? it was mulberries? Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mulberries. We have mulberries on Guam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a certain type of uh, like, it, like uh, berries. Yeah, yeah. It's a, they said it was mulberry, but I'm not Dingle sure. Berry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's actually yeah, and then we had uh, there's mangoes, uh, and then they had cucumbers. Cucumbers. Um, what else was it? Gosh, it's it's been a while, but there there were fresh items that was provided. And the kids loved like the different combination because they also put yogurt, right? Non-fat yogurt. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest problems that I that we ran into right when we were doing uh, fresh fruits and vegetables was, and I'm, I'm I just want to see if the problem has been better, mm-hmm. right? Was that it's a good thing that that uh, the schools are trying to look at working with the farmers, but then it was the farmers and the availability of the crops because mm-hmm. of our weather and mm-hmm. uh, just because of, of different issues within farmers and the co-op mm-hmm. that we weren't able to get as many produce in the demand that we needed. So how, how has that issue been for you guys? I think that's still definitely, I think that's always going to be you know a challenge, right? But I think 
I think this time they're really trying to sit down and collaborate with the farmers to look at the seasonality of things yeah. and then um, and try to see if they can at least fulfill the requirements for one school and then maybe look into another school and another school and, and adding on schools so that yeah. way they can be more prepared you know to to grow these crops in the demand that we need you know because even like the boca box right we like i try to work with um as many farmers as i can right Correct. so i'll get yeah. like local cucumbers but i don't i only need like per day i only need like 15 pounds mm -hmm. right but if we're looking stuff like um i was heavy on i'm heavy on using uh, lettuce and kale and we had a farmer for that yeah before and then the demand just went like they yeah. weren't able to meet the demands and then business i think they just shut down i don't know why yeah but that business shut down and then i was like okay so where am i going to get local mm -hmm. lettuce local kale right yeah and what kind of, you guys have and face do the cafeterias face that kind of scenarios too for sure, yeah, because our demand is really is really it's high. High, right? Yeah, like, how it's many, really high. How many kids do you guys feed per day? <laughs> when all the school, the when all the the kids are at school and not on Super Bowl day. <laughs> You're looking at over what seventeen thousand kids. Um, per day, right? Per day, yeah. That are 17, eating thousand kids, or yes. they go into the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, for sure, over seventeen thousand. And then, kids. what is the population of the DOE kids that? That are just the whole DOE kids, like 30? 30, 000. 30, about 30,000. That, that's including Head Start as well. So you have yeah. a little bit less than half of the population that aren't eating Correct. in the cafeterias. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that you guys are trying to do is increase that. Increase that. Yeah, you definitely want to increase participation, right? So that's taking a look at, it always goes back to the menu, right? It's very menu driven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So trying to get creative and in, in getting these kids, especially when it comes to fruits and vegetables, yeah. right? And getting creative with the recipes and um, trying to make it as appealing as possible for them to come in and try it and eat it and stuff. Yeah. So, how successful uh, has FF or the Farm to School project, how successful has that been within the past two years? What are some things that you guys well, have done? Uh, some of the things we have done, uh, we're actually working with a certain number of schools um, that already have um school gardens so in place so we're, we're working with them and and kind of reviving and enhancing their school garden activities um and to kind of also that would also increase the education side of it yeah uh, so we're noticing uh, you know more education uh more awareness more promotion of local fruit, fruits and vegetables uh you know so it would hopefully the students would become more aware and then more inclined to eat it when they see it in the cafeteria yeah. uh, or even adopt it as a you know healthy uh, healthy eating lifestyle at home as well uh, so so right now it's all implementation of, of of it so we're implementing everything um uh this is our second year so it's a lot of educational we, we're, we're doing farm field trips um mm, that's so, cool yeah so um we're dealing with going we're, to deandra's house <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even offer that but uh um, <laughs> yeah. calling me out yeah <laughs> no um all right yeah so we're working with about uh we're working with seven schools about a little bit more than 500 students mm -hmm. um and about 30 teachers are working with as far as getting that, you know, the education in the classroom and working with their school gardens. Uh, but at the same time, there's a, what's going on behind the scenes, mm -hmm. menu development. Yeah. Because we're educating all, you know, we're, we're providing education with all these local fruits and vegetables. But if we can't source any local fruits and vegetables and we can't play, 
plug it into the menu, Correct. it's going to be there's that yeah. farm to school program is not going to be as successful yeah. as as you see nationwide. How has the um, I don't even know what to call them anymore. How does how's the the food contractor in the cafeterias? How have they taken to menu changes and trying to implement local fruits and vegetables into their into their menus? Sure, you well, I believe they're they're trying to get in like bring in local um, produce. But for na- I know right now they're serving cucumbers, local cucumbers mm-hmm. still. So um, we only experience um, menu changes with that when like. It's rainy season yeah. because there's no product, right? And you, um, go ahead. <laughs> no, you, you guys work hand in hand with the uh, with the contractor to to create their menus. Yes. And so the so the the menus for the kids. How how do you guys how would you guys go about doing that? Like what what type of things do you guys do to make a menu that's for your for the kids? Well, we have to um, get uh, 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 put out a survey. That's our number one thing with the kids is try to encourage them to fill out a survey that we would create as a division and see this what they would prefer. This is all grade levels? Uh, yes. You got a lot of hamburgers and hot dogs, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, we do. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> they all spam. want what they're spam. normally. Ah. Yeah, spam, yeah they, want, they all ah. want what they're normally exposed to at yeah. home. And that's the challenge that we're experiencing. It's like, okay, you can't have spam at the cafeteria, but you can have ham. Or, you know, we try to make it sort of similar when we do the menu to what they're already experiencing yeah. at home. Because it's hard. I mean, they're gonna be, there's going to be a lot of food waste if they're not used to that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, with fresh produce. Yeah, I, th- I would think one of the hardest things to um, to try and get kids to eat is fruits and vegetables. More more likely, more yes. than anything, vegetables, right? Yes, it's so. How vegetables. do you how do you guys plan on tackling that? Well, um, so actually, one of the results from that plate waste study we mm-hmm. did back then, uh, with you know, with the help with the uh, um, OG, was um, uh, we found that. Um, if you include the vegetables within the entree, like as a main dish, like cut it up, dice it up, like like yeah, like, like a stir fry, like a stir fry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a, they're more inclined to eat more of it, the vegetables, than if you if you were offer it as a side. Yeah, that was one of the results we found them then. So, so hide it. <laughs> or now, or another hide way it. is hide uh, it in the dish somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another way is the smoothies. If you could somehow just blend it up. You know, you're because then the kids don't see that, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Especially, you know, when when they're you know the elementary level, oh, yeah. then they see it, they automatically you know get scared. They don't want it. But middle and and second, you know, middle and high school, they may be more inclined to eat it. You know, even if they do see it, and and you know they're they probably won't eat everything, but they're more inclined to eat it. You guys gotta find out the uh, get those people at infusion that make all the shakes and just have them go to the schools <laughs> and see like and recruit them you have a long line of kids like oh a banana strawberry oh my god imagine how, imagine how long that's going to take how, how long do the kids have to eat an hour 40, about 45 minutes to an hour yeah. depending on the school yeah. right that's their lunch period Correct. but if there's like yeah. 300 kids that want smoothies exactly. that's yeah. holy moly and that's why you know we did we tried doing that um it was like a kind of like a pilot testing of, of the smoothies it was more like we're, we're going to try to implement it during the summer session mm-hmm. um, as a pilot uh, but yeah I think there was a couple of issues yeah. what are some of the crazy things you guys have thought of to, to get the kids to eat fruits and vegetables or just to eat healthier what's, what's some things that you guys 
have brainstormed of and like hey maybe this could be something but like pulling it off would be hard like a smoothie would be something yeah, that that's something yeah. I mean that's I've doable but I mean it's it's doable but I mean it's like like you said like you yeah. said yeah. having all those yeah. students get us you know yeah. I mean you can imagine the yeah. food service operations they need to have the right the right equipment and, the yeah. you know the the staff and mm -hmm. and then the product itself though. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll be mm -hmm. very challenging to do to do something. What about like a that. salad bars? You guys still doing that? We still have it um, at one one of our schools right now. Um, at still Ukuru at High Ukuru High School. Ukuru. Yes. So that's, that's still yeah. That's yeah. still. Is it still going strong? Um, I think yeah. it's changed over the years, but I I feel like it is um, still going strong. I mean, yeah, it's just we, there for you know we can one thing good about the salad bars you can offer so many different varieties of produce and right. they can just choose whatever they want and that that's what but the kids like that right yeah they yes. like it yeah and it, it's actually a good place to taste test or pilot mm -hmm. right you know these variations of if it's lettuce or whatever um types of we other beets that doesn't work <laughs> Yeah. Did you drop the beat? <laughs> oh, it's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So don't drop the beat. It's unsanitary after that. So hopefully, in the near future, we get more, you know, schools um, to actually to participate. participate yeah. Toward this school year, we're we're hoping at least one school, but that's where we work with the food service management contract. But you guys are always looking for innovative and creative ways to get the kids to. To kind of yes. eat, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. how, how do you, how do you guys welcome that? Like, if someone had an idea, like, hey, maybe this would work. What what would be something that they could do to to get to you guys? I would say email and or call yeah. our office, and then we can start. I mean, we can collaborate. I mean, if yeah. it's doable or feasible, then yeah. I mean, we'll look at every aspect of that idea and say, hey, I mean, everyone, anyone can have an, a great idea. The smoothie yeah. is a great idea, but really, in reality, is it really possible? How, how's upper management with being very, um, I mean, being able to, to look at things and be like, oh, yeah, that may sound like a good idea, like welcoming ideas. How, how's, how's that? Are they accepting to that? Yeah. Yes, actually, yeah, they are accepting to it yeah. right now. So um, that's how. That, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why uh, you know we are very busy because there's a lot of projects that uh, really exciting projects that we want to get in, engaged in, and uh, you know this is like all, a lot of them like in planning stages, uh, trying to pilot it maybe next year mm -hmm. or maybe even later on this school year. So they are very open to it. Yeah. So I know like um, Superintendent Fernandez, right? He he's he you see him on the news all the time right mm -hmm. and he looks like a really really cool guy i haven't talked to him in like years but he seems like he's very open and welcoming to trying things out to make the kids better yes yes yeah for yes. sure i think um a lot of times you know when the kids have an idea or they they want to see something different on the menus and they if they go directly to him he you know he wants to make and sure he sits he down with them right and yeah eats. Yeah. Do, do you guys sit down with the kids and eat as well? Yeah. Yeah. So when we go out to do, you know, just our visit, our, to, the our visit to the schools, we'll yeah, try we'll to eat with the kids, talk to the kids, yeah. encourage them What's to eat. What's your favorite meal right now in the cafeteria? I heard the taco is good. <laughs> you yeah, heard, I but it. I, haven't, I want to. I will go out there on taco day. It's a Taco Bell taco? <laughs> like, like Doritos. It's, um, <laughs> it's a soft taco, right? Yeah. Yeah. Soft, soft taco. taco, flour, not, not the corn. No, I, I believe it's yeah. 
Is it whole wheat flour or just regular flour? Whole wheat flour. Has to meet that whole grain rich requirement, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking just corn versus like whole wheat, like what you the kids can. would mm-hmm. yeah. go yeah. for. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. So, um, besides farm to school, what else is going on with you guys? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it's just the farms to cafeteria that we're hoping to, um, hopefully soon, we're just waiting on the, um, our vendor to um, provide us with a variety of the romaine lettuce to yeah. try with the taste test and then put it out to the salad bars. That's cool. I, I like that. I like that idea that you guys are trying to work with the farmers to get the kids to eat a little bit more more produce. Because, I mean, for, for us... For us at the Boca Box, I mean, the, the main foundation, I believe that the foundation to any healthy diet, whether it be keto, paleo, low-cal, pescatarian, which is fish. Not, not chicken. <laughs> not chicken. <laughs> Polo pescatarian is chicken. Oh, there you go. Okay. Polo. I guess. Marco. Yeah. You got, you got me there. <laughs> there you go. Marco Polo pescatarian. Pesca-polo. I'm going to name my next kid that. But um, I think any the the foundation for any healthy diet should be a very plant based approach, right? And we just don't see that a lot, right? Yeah. So, within the meal pattern, like you guys looking at the foods that are being put on the trays, how much of that is plant based? Well, it's it's uh, two of those components. Yeah, at least yeah. two. Uh, I mean, if the grain and um, well, the fruit and vegetables. So three, three out yeah. of three out of five components. So what is it? It's it's a grain, um, a milk, and then you have a fruit, vegetable, and a protein. And a protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So three so out of five. That's three more than five. half, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's a good approach already. It's very well balanced. Correct. With with the upcoming twenty twenty um, meal pattern, not meal pattern, dietary, dietary. guidelines. Mm-hmm. Like what what kind of things do you guys think is going to change? Did you guys know? Sugar. Did you guys yeah. know that? Well, yeah, sugar, right? Sugar always yeah. changes. Yeah. But did you guys know that? Man, I think it was recently, the past two or three years, that the RDA for cholesterol has changed. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it was crazy. Like I was, I was reading some stuff and doing some research, and I came across it. And I was like, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. And before they used to have a a max limit on cholesterol like mm-hmm. your cholesterol should not be over this yeah right like so yeah dietary cholesterol right? yeah total total cholesterol yeah 200 so uh and they they said that because they thought that you know cholesterol from uh like meat or whatever mm-hmm. was causing like heart disease, heart disease or whatever yeah but then in the past two three years there's been a lot of research that came out that says that it's that's not the case Right, it's mm. not dietary cholesterol that's affecting your cholesterol levels inside your body. Oh. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, there's so many other factors: uh, smoking, stress. You know, they yeah. could those could be the main factors, and not just dietary. So, yeah, the the one I think one of the main reasons why it was taken out was they they were doing some research and they were saying that okay, um, dietary cholesterol, whether that be from meat products or mm-hmm. Or fat that you're, you know, consuming from other, you know, where you're cooking or whatever, um, that leads to clogged arteries. That that leads to the plaque buildup in your heart, in in your body. Um, but they found out that it, the plaque buildup and arterial arterial disease is not from dietary cholesterol. 
it's like Matt said, it's from other factors. It's mainly like increase of sugar, increase of carbohydrates, inactivity, sedentary lifestyle that when you yeah. do eat the food, the food's going to turn into fat, right? If yeah. not used up in the body. So that accumulation of fat and unhealthy diet leads to the heart disease, not necessarily dietary cholesterol. So they, they scratch that out. Mm. And when I, but, but it wasn't like put out there, right? It wasn't put out for yeah. public to, to kind of be like, oh. They're probably going to write on that if they want to say no. Oh, right? don't worry. Okay, so let's yeah. go eat all the meat and all, all the, but you know, I mean, I guess, I guess. Yeah, maybe if industry found out about it, or they'd be like, see? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, for a long time he told us yeah. meat was yeah. bad, or, mm-hmm. you know, the manteca on the meat, or meat with uh, fat was bad for you. Now it's like, it's kind of crazy how nutrition has is changing and evolving and mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. So, like, with, with the Chow Nutrition Program, what's one of the main things that you guys have seen change over the years on how kids should be eating or are eating? What's what's one of the main pushes right now in dietary field for kids in the school level? Well, one is just to get them to eat, right? Correct. Right. But also, I think I think the focus is always like, you know, more consumption of fruits and vegetables. It's always that has always been something more wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, The schools are pushing Um, also in education the five to one. The what? Program, the fights one almost none right mm-hmm. from Yoji. and there's a lot of like uh, education in that sense in all the schools where they try to encourage the kids to eat more and I, I think they're more knowledgeable I, I guess in that sense where hey you got to eat healthy because here's why you. yeah and if they That's see good. their little their so what, what little. group is is pushing that in the schools you Yoji. yeah Yoji. yeah the extension course. so like fnap and yeah FNAP. all the extension programs yeah, yeah. FNAP. All, i know i know um uh right and oh, yeah. her team yeah. they're tanisha, they're pushing yeah. um uh, tanisha yeah right they're pushing um what's that food sam snap ed snap ed there snap ed snap ed yeah. within the, the schools right correct yeah I think, well, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, talk about farm to school, right? Yeah. Farm to calf, things like that. So I think it's a lot about understanding. I, well, moving forward, I think it's a lot about under having kids understand where their food, the food on the tray is coming from, yeah. you know? So I see a lot of that has changed versus like, okay, yes, eat more fresh fruits and vegetables and all of that because stuff. Because they said so, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's understanding hey, where exactly. That's why I exactly. made my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> see my shirt? <laughs> you know? Yes, I saw you. You haven't seen my shirt? Look at my yeah. shirt. <laughs> uh, my shirt the back i need of, that shirt the back That's of like, our new boca uh, box shirt says eat your effing vegetables yeah because I, it's i mean like from kids to adults that's the main mm-hmm. thing like yeah. people come into our our meals and they're eating they're like man you guys have lots of vegetables i'm like yeah, yeah. you <laughs> should we have lots of vegetables because you should be eating your vegetables uh, yeah like i'm not used to this i'm like well yeah. you need it's like your mom would say you know like mm-hmm. hey Johnny, just eat your vegetables. It's good for you. And then after yeah. like the third time of not eating it, it's like, eat your effing vegetables. Yeah. You know, you, you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think Matt talked about this a little earlier about, you know, the whole farm to school um, grant is, you know, the education piece, right? Especially making it culturally relevant, right? So yeah. you have the education piece. You have the, what is it? The school gardens piece, right? Yeah. Where they go out and then creating access more access to these but local the kids, the kids get to eat 
all the kids, right, in yes. DOE get to eat for free? Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody. No cost, yeah. Yes, at no cost. Yeah. At no cost. I mean, yeah. Yeah, at no cost. They don't have to pay exactly for their meals. Yes. No. Yeah. Right? So uh, they can walk in, get a meal at no cost and sit down and enjoy their meal, you know, so, yeah. But so even if course, the meal, I mean, but even if the meals are at no cost, mm-hmm. then you guys are talking about plate waste. Correct. We have a Even harder job because now yeah. the if kids will take the meal, but if yes, it's not appealing to them, then they're not going to eat it, exactly. which then yeah. is counterproductive because it defeats the whole purpose yeah. of providing a, a meal wholesome and no, meal yeah, ah. at no cost. Right. If you're mm-hmm. not, if they're not going to consume it, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like mm-hmm. how do you, how do you get the kids to eat? Even if it's, if it's at no cost to them, how, how are you going to change the menu? How are you going to implement programs like farm to school, implement mm-hmm. uh, produce, from the local farmers into the menu, but if the menu sucks, yeah. kids aren't going to eat it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Oh, that's a yeah. big thing. Dang. So we're dealing with um, trying to increase consumption, not just selecting, but cons- consuming it, so it could lead to decreasing the food waste. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. But then that's only part of the problem because then yeah. you guys decreasing food waste with the kids that are already eating, which is less than, or which is a little bit more than half. Correct. Your population on a daily basis, right? Yeah. So you still have yeah. that what forty seven, forty six percent that aren't eating, mm-hmm. that you're trying to figure out how to get them to eat. But at the same time, the kids that are eating, how do you get them to not waste to reduce waste the yeah. food? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard, you know. It's yeah. hard to satisfy, you know, everyone. But if you if we can get a good amount of you know kids to come in, of course, ideally you want all of them, right, to yeah. come in and eat. Um, then at least it'll, you know, you know that you're, we're doing the, doing some good work here. But I mean, these are the challenges that we face Mm -hmm. and, you know, we just have to keep on keeping on, you know, Yeah. try to work with um, our partners. I think one of the things that, I don't know if you mentioned this, Matt, but the the farm to school network, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and trying to get them more involved. Um, We have different partners, UOG is one of them. Uh, Who else? All the farmers, yeah. too. Yeah. Farmers so. Co-op, yeah. How strong is that bond between the Farmers Co-op and the farmers? Do you know? I, I, you guys just work with the co-op itself and trying correct. to get the produce yeah. in? Yeah. Not yeah. with the individual farmer yeah, themselves. The yeah. individual. How, many, then, how many types or different varieties of fruits and vegetables do you guys have access to? Right now, I think there's still... There's yeah, there's a listing yeah. that he that the farmers co-op gave yeah. that um, they have that they could potentially provide. provide, but it's just a matter of how we're going to put it onto the menu in in yeah. a sense, right? I mean, like because uh, yeah, because then the kids don't like yeah, the kids aren't like okra right now. They're not yeah, exactly. You're not gonna hey, there's okra here. There's we're gonna put okra, okra on the on the freaking menu, but then plate waste. Yeah, because the kids don't know what that is. Yeah. I I honestly I don't I don't think I've ever had okra. Oh, it's really good. Raw. Really? Right? We yeah. did a taste test at Rio's. Um, a little I bit. I do not like yeah, okra. But it's really yeah. good, fresh. Yeah. Yeah, we, tried we tried it for it. the first time when we went to one of our, our farm field trips last yeah. year. Was it just raw? It was yeah, raw. It was, so like it was picked sh- right out of the... The farm. Yeah, right out of yeah. the farm, and we ate it raw. And, Pickle it. Super uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and it, was, uh, it had a nice crunch to it. Yeah. Um, What's it taste like? It's like almost like a... To me, it almost tasted like a... 
green bell pepper. Yeah, there's not, there's no, there's no real like hint of bitter or anything. It's more like I always thought it was bitter. No, not no. What, that, what we tasted. What am I thinking the right thing? I think like, I'm turned off by the smell when you cook it. You know, uh, it's, uh, like, yeah. it's not yeah. appealing to me. Where's that bitter melon? Bitter melon, bitter melon. Yeah. Yeah. Bitter melon is like super bitter, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'm thinking about. Okra is like. But we have introduced dragon fruit to Whoa. one of the schools. Yeah, the, the, the hell? How much is your lunch going to cost? Like no, no, in the Fresh and Vegetable yeah. Program. So an, another yeah. local, um, I guess, The kids got dragon fruit? And yeah, for one of snack? the programs, uh, the Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Program, you should yes. say that. Yeah. yeah, so we Damn, had... what um, the hell was your budget like? <laughs> no, so one of the programs that uh, we got uh, awarded for was the Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Program uh, from USDA. And so currently we're doing... Um, well. It's out in the applic. It's a we send out applications to some of the schools, and depending on what school gets picked, they get awarded a certain amount of money for the program, and then and from then there, buy. yeah, we try to lo- uh, to try to source it out locally here and what's available. So uh, last year was JQ San Miguel, where. Um, one of the vendors like, hey, we have dragon fruit, a bunch, if you want to introduce it to the kids. I'm like, okay, sure, let's, you know, we Dang. still have some in the budget. So let's just, um, let's just make them make them try it. So there is a yellow one and the red one, I think. I could never okay. get dragon fruit on my it menus. because so good. It's, yeah. I, it's good. My daughter loves it. But then I, after she buys one, I have no more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is expensive. But that's the benefit of this fresh fruit and vegetable program. Yeah. It's the purpose of it is to introduce kids and to I, I think that's a good program local produce. that you could uh, pilot something smaller like yeah. I mean I know we can't do serves dragon fruit district wide no yeah. but if yeah. we were to able to use this pro this small scaled program and as like uh, impl- introduce those types of uh, fruits or vegetables that are not commonly known to others mm-hmm. to, to students then uh, it's easy to pilot at, at you know certain amount of schools yeah so that's a good program where we could pilot those type of um, produce yeah so we hope to extend it out to whichever school that gets chosen this year, the new school year. How about Pepino? <laughs> you guys, you guys serving Pepino? No, not yet. Not. Is Pepino even like available now? I like Pepino. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a melon slash. But it's not like sweet, like, <laughs> like yeah, right? Yeah. But it's it's weird because it's like all yellow. It's it looks like a pear. Yeah. Right. It's like yellow. And then mm-hmm. the, in the meat is white. white. Yeah. And then you look at it, you're like, what is that? And then you eat it, you're like, oh my God, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we should make pepino shakes or juice. That's yeah. what we should do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what about juicing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you guys done juicing? <laughs> oh. No, we have not done juicing. I don't know what the feasibility of that would be. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you guys are going to do smoothies, like, hey, juice, at least for the high schools. Well, that does sound actually. Hey, good, man, I'm all I'm all about <laughs> ideas. Let's let's do this again. You know, it's with uh, anyone can come up with such good ideas like juicing. Man, that sounds good, but in reality, but then will the kids drink it? Cold yeah. press, <laughs> right. cold press. It has to be cold press. It okay. has to be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. So what else? What else besides? Okay, what else do you guys have coming up for the kids? Like, because your your whole thing is for the kids. So what? What do they have to look forward to for this uh, rest of the school year? And looking forward. Um, you have some new menus to roll out? Well, yeah, we're rolling out. Um, just we changed up certain items for the four GDU-operated schools um, coming March. So just certain, just so we can, you know, like it's not the same thing as it was last year. Mm-hmm. So that's something new as far as the 
schools. Yeah, and then uh, you know, in March, um, March is uh, there's school breakfast week in March. So there's always that promotion. Oh, I don't eat school breakfast because oh, fasting. Of the the vendor, fasting. Yeah, the vendor wants to introduce a breakfast for lunch type of uh, thing. I think it's in the states where they're doing that. So he wants to breakfast for lunch. Yeah, so like like a Dutch waffle for a lunch. But we're looking into that. It's not like a for sure thing. But I yeah. There you go. You could eat that. Uh, school breakfast. All day then. breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just one day though. <laughs> that's American stuff. It's like <laughs> I've had breakfast for dinner. That's pretty. It's pretty cool sometimes. <laughs> Cereal after for the dinner club doesn't count. After the club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's fruity pebbles here. <laughs> fruity pebbles. You could you could have fried rice any was. any day. Though. Fruity pebbles and <laughs> devil and uh, scrambled eggs. Kimchi fried rice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, kimchi fried rice. Mm-hmm. You guys, different fried rice, right? Um, okay, I think, man, how long have we been on? Um, I think that's about it. Anything else you guys want to say before we close up? No, any thank shout you. outs? No, thank, thank you for having us. Um, no, thank you for having us. Um, I think we did this last year around the same time. Was so. it last year or was it the year before? I think it was last year, last year, 2019, yeah. We came around this time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You guys were like yeah. the second or third podcast mm-hmm. that I did. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's right. So cool. once a year, we get to hang out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fun times. Let's yeah. do it again next year. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, you know, for for majority of us, like I said before, you know, we're, we're so concentrated on how we should be eating, how our health is being affected by the things that we do, the things that we eat, what we put into our body, but we kind of neglect um, what our kids are eating. Right? And we're and it's kind of like free for all into the wind with with the kids. It's like oh, whatever you guys want to eat, just to satisfy your hunger or just to mm-hmm. keep you guys you know from running around. But I think we need to take a deeper look into what we're really feeding the kids, and that's why mm-hmm. your jobs are super important because what two out of the three meals that the kids are eating in the day is gonna come from the school. Correct. So if mm-hmm. they're not eating in the schools, that means they're lacking nutrition deficiency, or they're they're lacking. Did I say that right? They're lacking nutrients. They're lacking mm-hmm. nutrients, mm-hmm. but they're deficient in something because they're yes, not going to get exactly. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so you guys are trying to figure out how to put those nutrients and get the kids to eat food yes. into them within the the mm-hmm. time frame that you guys have when they're at school. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And I think that's a really, really, really great project to have, especially not only for public schools but even for private schools. Because my kids, oh my god, dude, they go to private schools and they have ri- white rice, fried chicken, oh, wow. lumpia. Um, macaroni and cheese, and like their oh. their meal would only be macaroni and cheese. That's it. Wow. You know, and it's like it's like, okay, where's all the healthy stuff? Mm-hmm. Do they have any greens? That I don't think they serve salad at all, wow. or vegetables at all. And so I, I, have to force myself to kind of pack my kids' meals for them for at school. And if I don't, I give them money. But then they're like, Dad, food sucked. I just had chicken and rice. I'm like, that's, you know, they don't even eat yeah. like that at home. Wow. I always make sure they have some sort of vegetable or at least the food is wholesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kudos to you guys because you guys are trying to get, what, more, almost more than half of Guam kids to, to eat healthy. Yes. So. It's a hard job. Yeah. yeah hard job. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, we'll get more um more topics out to you guys on the Boca Talks podcast. Uh, again, follow us on the KOEM Podcast Network. And if you have any um, t- 
topics that you want us to discuss. I'm, I'm going to try to get into diabetes. I'm going to try to get into renal care, diabetes management, um, eating for fitness goals, eating for diet goals, and so forth. Um, send me a, a message on Boca Box, and we'll we'll bring up your your topics on our podcast. Um, aside from that, thanks for tuning in, and adjust.